What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Playing Rotation. My name is CJ Lomboy, joined with Jack Calhoun, Ryan Eisendrath, and Scott Jackson. We, today is Tuesday, December 22nd, and today is the start of the new NBA season. I can't believe it's already back. Looking forward to many good games. I'm in many fantasy leagues this year, so I'm going to be uh, keeping up very intently. Um, basically, to give you a rundown of the weekend, the NBA is back, UFC sucks, Oregon won the pack, and yeah, the Rams lost to the Jets. So that was <laughs> that's pretty much you know what happened over the weekend. Um, I hate to ask this because I know what to expect, but how are you guys doing? How was your guys' weekend? How are you guys feeling? I'm doing today? fantastic sports-wise, you know? Just fantastic. Can you elaborate? Tell me Pittsburgh like, what, Steelers no. losing again. <laughs> The uh, USC Trojans losing. I mean, it's and the Bears are winning. Gonzaga's undefeated. I mean, my goodness, we are just looking at some just great things happening in sports lately. It's just fantastic, you know. Things are looking up. And oh wait, how could I forget the Rams losing? I mean, ooh, <laughs> oh, just I got it. Yeah, I, I I saved you also from having Acres this week. Yeah. That was that was he good. still lost, so it didn't matter. No, I know he lost. did. He did. Oh, and CJ lost, but at the same time, I'm feeding to Eisendrat's ego. He's he's get he's his ego is pretty big right now because he's dominating our fantasy league. I but. am dominating fantasy football. Uh yeah. yeah. I had three three I was in three three money leagues. And quite frankly, I should be in the championship in all three leagues. But Yahoo, I put up uh, a season high of 163 points, and Maher decided to put up a uh, freaking league high of 175 points um, this week. <laughs> so I can't be too upset, but I just wish that that was the championship. Uh, but you know, I'm I'm shooting for that third place spot there. But my my other two leagues, man, beat CJ in the semis. I told you you could yeah. walk through the sidelines, but hey, you still got third place. You could still. I mean, yeah. there's no money in that league for that, but you can still take third. Yeah, for pride, for pride, you know, for you know? pride. Um, but yeah, feeling good fantasy wise. Bears looked great. Offense is clicking on all cylinders right now. Um, Oregon, the Ducks. the duck, yeah, the Ducks won. I mean, sports wise, this weekend's good. This weekend's good. So, I got to take a deep breath for this one, Scott Jackson. How are you doing? Oh man, I'm real happy about my Oregon Ducks. No, back to back. Pac-12 championship. That's champion. And to make it sweeter, put a little cherry on top. It's against the USC Trojans. Oh, my God. I'm hyped, bro. And, you know, and I'm not really tripping about my Steelers, you know, because, like, yeah, you know, I know Jack's talking shit because he's he's still worried about getting a playoff spot with the Chicago Bears, you know. But, like, you know, we're in the playoffs regardless. So, like, it really doesn't matter if we're, like, because we're not getting the number one seed, so it really does not matter. You feel me? So yeah, you guys you know, still leading the division, right? Yeah, we're still leading the division. It's going to come down to that last game against the Browns. And next week, we're still get, we're still a game ahead of them. So we'll see what happens. Are you, you, are take- you at all worried? I mean, I'm not sure. It doesn't even matter to me because we're still in the playoffs. You know, so like yeah, it, it, it really is. Well, don't you want to go far in the playoffs? I, we're not going to win. I already told you this. I hey, said we're on, Anything can happen. It's 2020, bro. Yeah. Not with our um, offense. <laughs> hey, hey. Speaking of speaking of uh, speaking of bad offenses, here we go. Take a deep breath. I'm about to go in on uh, my USC Trojans. Been waiting for this all week, all weekend. All right, y'all. Straight up, Clay needs to go, my man. Like, how do you let how do you let a conference rival, Oregon, you know, who wasn't even supposed to be in that game? You know, beat you and parade all over your field. Like, that is embarrassing, bro. Uh, I was a USC fan. I'm sad. And, you know, Oregon runs the pack. And granted, the pack is kind of whack. I'm sorry. But, you know, I'm pretty sad. Like, USC football is losing its luster. And then the administration just continues to let Clay do his thing. He's just, mm-hmm. he talks, he, Clay talked in the offseason about, oh, they, they had like, he only draft, he only recruited O line this year and like three star O linemen, like whatever. And he goes, we're going to be a more physical and more disciplined football team. And you know, on 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 Friday, Kayvon Thibodeau and you know those boys from Oregon just manhandled mm. the interior linemen at USC. Yep. You know everybody but the left tackle. I'm sorry, is just not not good at that was not good at their job that night, and they haven't been good all year. You know, I don't. I mean, Slovis, you threw three picks, but you know it's hard when you have a line who just can't block for you. 
And, you know, Oregon's defense hasn't been great all year. You guys could admit that. No, nah, nah. Oregon's secondary. Good, bro. Yeah, bro. And, like, I told you guys this. I told you guys this last week. Like, Clay cannot get up for big games. You know, I knew we were going to come out flat, and we did. And and I knew we were going to have to, like, the talent is what carried the team. The all season, and it's what carried them all, you know, to the, at least to come back in that game. And to hear that USC doesn't want to play in the bowl game, like that makes me even more mad because I was, I was about to ask how do you, how do you feel about that I feel like that's pretty sad like the seniors and everything like how oh, do you- bro I feel so bad for you know like just name out some names Talano Hufunga who's gonna play in the NFL I think he'll be fine like he's he may had a great career but feel bad for guys like Stephen Carr I feel bad for guys like Tyler Vons and Malapai and you know uh, all these guys who kind of like whose careers have kind of gone sideways because of the last the last the stretch under Clay. Um, they're great. They were five and four star talents, and I think they were just misused. And I think you know they just did not develop. And I told you guys this before, like, like that's upsetting. And it, to me, with the bowl game situation, it feels like you know they don't want to get beat by a non conference opponent because I knew they were going to lose that bowl game. Mm-hmm. So I kind of wanted it because you know if they were to lose again, you know maybe it is like time to wrap it up for Clay. But I feel bad for those kids, man. Like. You know, there's a thing. Slovis is getting thrown under the bus right now. They're saying like, "Oh, um, you know, maybe he's not it." You know, JT was it. That's not the case. I just think you know, like the same thing happened with Darnold. Darnold had a great freshman season, and then he regressed a lot. And he still made a, you know, he was still a top five pick in the NFL. And Slovis did have a pretty solid year, but he's regressing. And I, I, I point that to coaching. I point that to development. And the you know, coach players just don't develop at USC, and it's kind of sad. And that's the pretty much the reason why you have guys, you know, saying, "Oh, I'd rather go to Alabama. I'd rather go to Clemson. I'd rather go to Oregon." And that's why Oregon is dominating the West Coast because mm-hmm. USC doesn't want to take it back. And it's sad. It is yeah. what it is. But, hey, if it hey. makes you feel any better, the only two losses that Slovis has <laughs> had is to Oregon. So yeah. in the pack. So I mean, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, uh, and 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 Oregon is bringing in the best recruiting class they've ever had in the school history, and they're having. They're, this is the youngest team in all of, all yeah. in all of college football. Yeah, all and you guys football. had a you guys had a like t- three star and like two three star four star DBs. Um, like number nineteen, I thought was like a two or three star, and like the guys who made big plays for you guys were all like like three star recruits, and yeah. the fact that you guys developed them like speaks more about your coaching staff and speaks more about your program. You know, we have five stars and four stars that we just can't develop. And, yeah. you know, crystal ball is doing it well. And until crystal USC can make a change. Too. Yep. And until USC can make any changes significantly, you know, the pack is yours for the, for the time being. So I would rather go play for Oregon right now if I was a five-star talent. So, yeah. Yep. That's just the story. Congratulations to you guys. Appreciate um, it. But you know, that was our rant. <laughs> we had to touch on it because you know, that's personal, <laughs> but, uh, I know we're all really excited here because the NBA season is back. Seems like it was two months ago. Actually, it was two months ago that we were uh, watching the Lakers hoist up championship number 17. And, you know, two months later, here we are. You know, me and the boys here, we just drafted our uh, our fantasy basketball teams. You know, I'm pretty happy with, with my t- how my team looks. Um, you guys want to comment on this really quickly? My team's my team's winning it all. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, we heard that in football nice. too. That's all. I'm say. My team is nice. Just Jack, wait. Like start trading week one. One bad game. You can't trade because tomorrow's the season. You can't. You know. You can't like. He's ready can't. to trade. Scott, Scott. Honestly, I feel like you're the most trade happy fantasy player. He's trade, he's like asking every pick. And like, Can I don't I, know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I'm, I'm the, I'm the type of player that doesn't really like to trade. I'm, I'm oh, always, you don't trade at all. I'm always, yeah. Like, I really don't. Y'all saw that in the football league. Like, I didn't trade at all. But all like, of my good trades, though, at least for football I, season, all of my trades have been like pluses for me. I've never made yeah, a bad trade. I, I still feel like it's every every week or every other week, Scott, I see a notification trade. Like I'm like <laughs> Scott's trying to trade during the draft. And it's like, somebody that I like. I see somebody <laughs> that I like, and I'm like, you know what? I need him on my team, so I'm asking, you know. Jack, how about you feel? How you feel? Davis Bertans. I think I think I got the sneaky banger team. Yeah, Bertans. Okay. Oh, Bertano's kind of nice. You guys, guys are clowning on that, but that's a solid pick for where I took him. I mean, come on. Yeah. He's a good three-point three shooter. He's a good three-point shooter. Your team is okay. You just don't have depth. 
You know, mm, I mean, like it's a, it's all right. All right, so you'll, let's you'll, uh, see. you'll see. You'll see. All right, let's let's get into covering the NBA, the actual season here, not fantasy, real life. Um, you know, I want to ask you guys. This is a really you know weird NBA season, given that we're starting in December. Normally, we're starting in late October, November. Um, but you know, we had the big question is the big factor is COVID nineteen affecting the NBA season. Uh, Luka Doncic said that a lot of the team success is dependent on who has the most, who has the least amount of COVID positive people. Now that being said, now that there's no bubble, no bubble, um, how do you guys see COVID affecting the NBA season? I, I'll go first, I guess. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I mean, I see it affecting the NBA the same way that it's affected the NFL. I mean, as long as these guys actually take their their jobs seriously, right? They're not. I mean, they should be able to have a full season. You're obviously going to see some COVID cases here or there. I don't know what, like, the NBA's kind of uh, process is for, like, if you get COVID, how long you got to be out, you know, all that stuff. Um, but I really don't see it affecting it much differently than than the NFL. What I do think that the NBA is going to have to be creative on is, like, when we saw the Ravens, like, half the team got it mm-hmm. with basketball – with the games being like every other day and like so close together, I think it's going to be interesting to see, like, you know, six, seven guys get it. You know, how do you, are you going to make a team play with a bunch of practice squad players? Are you going to cancel, you know, games for two weeks? Like what's, what's going to be the situation? Yeah. I I feel like, yeah, I feel like I agree with you. Um, I feel like, you know, you know, if you get COVID positive, if you get tested, if you get tested positive for COVID nineteen, I feel like you're going to screw your team a lot more than you actually think. Because in the NFL, you have a week to kind of recover or to show, like, right? You miss like test. one game, two games max. Yeah, you could be on contact, but I feel like in the NBA, if you're on contact because you're traveling, you know, you're staying, you're going from city to city. I feel like the more NBA is more inclined to say, hey, you know, we should sit you out for tonight and sit you out possibly for a week. You know, that's what's kind of scary. Um, I mean, what do you guys think, Jack and Scott? What do you guys think? I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not exactly sure because then I, it comes down to as well as like, like if you end up having to like uh, cancel games and stuff like that, or is there going to be a point to where you're going to penalize a team so much to where they can't make the playoffs? You know, if a team yeah, right. has, if team doesn't manage it very well, and you know, there's just constantly players out, and you have to cancel games, do you then say, all right? Like you just you can't make the playoffs because of it. Um, I, it's hard to say because the NFL did end up doing a pretty good job with it this year. I mean, we didn't yeah. it's, we didn't see like a ridiculous amount of games being canceled. And I think if the NBA players are smart, I don't think there should be a problem. I I mean, just you know, be smart with it. That's no, I, yeah, I agree with you guys. I think the the big factor here is just there's only 15 guys on the roster in the NBA. You know. I mean, mm-hmm. but you include staff and stuff like that. But with the NFL, it's like 60 guys, you know. So I, yeah. I think numbers will definitely not be as much as in the NBA or as in the NFL. But I don't know. Anything could happen. All right. So I, I got the I got the COVID rules for the NBA and what is here. So if anyone tests positive, there's two routes that you can go to return to work. Uh, you can have 10 days or more after the first positive test or onset of symptoms, or you have to test negative twice, at least 24 hours apart via their PCR testing. Um, any player who tests positive, even if asymptomatic will not be allowed to exercise for a minimum of 10 days and then must be monitored in individual workouts for an additional two days. Um, and there's no criteria mentioned for what might prompt the NBA to suspend the season, which I doubt will happen. Um, teams traveling parties will be limited to 45 people, including 17 players as they make their way around the country and, you know, play games. Um, that's, that's really it. Players, Players violating the safety guidelines may face a loss of pay proportionate to any loss availability due to quarantines or reinstatement steps. Other penalties may include formal warnings, fees, suspensions, or educational sessions. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I got to say this. Let me just interrupt you real quick. 
I am fearful because I have one guy on my fantasy team. My first overall pick, somebody who doesn't want to play basketball in the city <laughs> that he plays for anymore and the organization he plays for. And I don't think he's had COVID yet, but if he were to get COVID and be out, say, 10 days, he could push it and extend it to maybe longer. And his name is James Harden, and I would be screwed. So that's just – you know, he that guy goes to strip clubs in between games. I am terrified. He could get COVID <laughs> at any moment during the season and just totally derail my season. Yeah. But um, that's all uh, I have to say about that. Yeah, and then the two other things I'll point out is there's rules for them for, like, when they travel, like what they are and aren't allowed to do. And then there's also rules for them while they're at home. Um, and they could also get violated for that. The team can also get violated for, like, the team breaking the rules um, and then also, which is interesting, it says once a vaccine is available, the league and the National Basketball Players Association will negotiate whether players, coaches and staff will be required to receive it. Um, if it is not required, adjustments to the safety provisions, you know, wearing masks, testing those who choose not to receive the vaccination might be implemented. So um, I don't I, I feel like the season will be over before the you know, vaccine will be available for them. But that's also something that could kind of change the landscape of of the the protocols interesting so. all right let's move on to the actual game the fun stuff the storylines the headlines all the stuff that people want to hear about so let's talk about the actual sport the actual game i'm curious you know you guys you know there's a lot of new teams a lot of you know everybody got better i think in the off season who is one team i want you guys to list off one team that you guys think got better like which which is one team in the NBA who's going to take a huge leap going into next season? The Los Angeles Lakers. <laughs> and tell me why? That's not a leap. Not a leap. Again, take the leap into becoming back to back NBA champions. You know what I mean? Because you know they added. Gosh, they added the Sixth Man of the Year, Trez, and then the runner up Sixth Man of the Year in Dennis Schroeder, and then they had. Wes Matthews, who's a spot-up shooter, almost like that KCP rule, another one mm-hmm. of him. And then they also have Marcus Gasol, who's actually looked pretty well in the offseason. Taylor Hort Tucker, who looks yep. like he's no scrub. Uh, no, I agree with you, Scott. I like. I think the Schroeder pickup is the most important one. I know. I know Trez is a big one. Is a big. Uh, is a you know he's younger and big. That's going to help a lot. But I think Schroeder is going to be the X factor in uh, this season. I think yeah. taking the ball out of LeBron's hands. He's getting older. Um, doesn't look like he's slowing down, but getting older and, you know, taking the ball out of his hands, letting him work, letting him operate. And, you know, you could get the ball to him. You know, he could be, you know, if LeBron doesn't have it going one night and AD's not going, got it going the other night, you know, give it to Shooter. And I think he's capable enough to take big shots late in the games. Yeah, um, 100%. But the one team that will take the biggest leap 100% will be the Trailblazers. Okay. You know, that's a team that's a team that's the ended in eighth seed, went thirty five and thirty nine. They're gonna be they're definitely gonna be like a top four seed in my opinion, especially with the addition of I just love the trailblazers. Bro, you gotta oh, okay. like that, but like they added Roko, Enos Cantor back, and they have a healthy Nurkage. Like that's healthy, a healthy team. Healthy you already know which team is making a bigger leap. Yeah, the Suns are making the biggest leap in the NBA. Let me say this about the Blazers real quick. I think Blazers are top four, top four seed. Uh, no, 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 no. You you came in with the take last time, a top two seed. Don't retract your statement. Oh, okay, all right. I said they could be a top two seed. Yeah, I said they could more realistic that. is top four. Yeah, I, I just think I like I like you know Dame's mindset. I think he's coming for an MVP caliber season along with a bunch of other players. But you know, we'll talk more about Portland in the future. Uh, Jack, let's hear yours. Don't you steal Ryan. Don't steal Ryan. No, no, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. St- shut mm-hmm. your mouth, boy. Okay. Um, okay. You all know where I, I'm going I'm, with this. <laughs> I'm going. I'm going with a little bit different route. I think a team that definitely got better is the Charlotte Hornets. I was thinking oh, them too, with Jack. Some, with some decent pickups, Gordon Hayward. Scott's looking at me like I'm a. <laughs> but, Go ahead, um, continue. But, uh, you know. Big pickup in Gordon Hayward. Huge, uh, <clears throat> huge, uh, huge uh, trade for them or pickup, I should say, because they didn't trade for him, did they? They just picked him up. Right? Signed free up. agent. Yeah, free agency. So, um, and, and then they obviously the they got. Well, according to uh, Scott Jackson, they got the next um, 
Magic, Magic Johnson. Johnson. <laughs> so you know, obviously, if you've, been, if you've been looking at him and watching his game, he plays a lot like Magic. I'm telling you, showtime. Hey, man, I, I'm saying they made a huge improvement. I'm saying, I'm, I'm just not, saying, I'm not, I'm not saying that they're going to be bad. I'm saying they're going to be good. I think they've made some great changes, and they're going to be a good team, and they're going to be sneaky good. And I think they'll end up being like a five seed, Ooh, five seed, maybe, five maybe. Maybe yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be that's gonna be a that'll be a bold prediction is a number five hey, write it down write it down yep write it down <laughs> you don't think they're making the playoffs no because oh, the wizards oh, are gonna be in the playoffs bro look at all right look at the playoffs right now look at that top the top seven that's gonna be in and then i just think the wizards are gonna be in instead of the magic you think Russ is going to take him to the playoff? Okay, I'm looking. Oh yeah, with Bradley Beal. Looking at the conference right now, Brooklyn, Philly, uh, Atlanta is a playoff team. I think this year, Toronto is a playoff team. Miami, Boston, Milwaukee. Yeah, I'm just looking at the preseason standings for some reason. But um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I can see Charlotte getting in though. I just think, you know, I like the way that they're playing. I watched a couple of Charlotte games. They play fast, and which which totally caters to. Um, Lamelo's team, and I think if you play fast, any team that plays fast has some success. Toronto played fast the, the last two years, and they won a championship out of it. Um, they got good guards, Terry Rozier and Devontae Graham. I feel like if you play fast, you can have any sort of any sort of roster, any sort, like no matter how good or bad your team is. If you play fast, you could win some games. So I, I, I like Miles Bridges is going to take a big step too. Okay, all right. I like Hayward. He rebounds the ball, facilitates. He looked really good, really healthy when I saw him play. Had an injury in between, but I think he'll be fine. I think Charlotte's a playoff team. I, 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 you know, they look like it. There's a lot of teams in the East, though. So, Jackie, any more to say? No, that's it. Ryan, let's hear yours. The Phoenix Suns, baby. <laughs> you already know. I've said it before. They're going to be a top four seed this year. Um, that's no cap. Write it down. Do what you got to do. You heard it here first. They're going to be a top four seed. Um, I think four. when you look at it, cool. top four seed, top four seed. I think when you look at it, uh, Ricky Rubio was really good for that team. Uh, I mean, when you look at his stats, he was basically averaging a double-double. He was exactly what they needed. Um, but we we picked up CP3, and we saw what he did in OKC. Um, I think he's honestly just going to be a step up in leadership, a step up in a lot of the things that the Suns need to take that next step, especially with developing Booker and Aiden. With that being said, last year when Aiden was healthy, the Suns were nasty. And he was out for the first 25 games, and then half the, they were injured all year. If the Suns can stay healthy, if Aiden and Booker keep keep building together, keep getting better, I mean, I, I, that, that's a team to be reckoned with next year, in my opinion. They also added Jay Crowder. A nice two-way player to help him, you know, in the wing position. Look out for Cam Johnson. Look out for, I mean, look out for all these guys. I mean, they're they're coming. They want to win. That that like, I don't know. I, I get a sense of that's a team that, you know, they don't they don't necessarily have any like LeBrons or like Giannis's or anything like that. But that's a team full of guys that want to win. They just want to play yeah. and they want to win. And they got a good coach. That's all I gotta say. Phoenix Suns, watch out! Top four seed in four, the West. Top four, Scotty. What do we feel about top four? I don't. I don't see it. <laughs> you see they get. You see them getting in though. They'll get in. They'll be in like a six, seven seed. Okay, I, that's Jack. a fair spot to put them. But yeah, no, they'll no. get in because the top three is not changing. You put Trailblazers at four, Rockets maybe at six, um, Mavericks. Could be at five, and then I would have Suns right, Sun right behind the Rockets at seven. Ain't no way a Chris Paul led team is not making the playoffs. I yeah. feel like that man gonna get this team to the playoffs. Uh, like I said in the previous episode, I think Chris Paul's just there to show guys like uh, DeAndre and Devin Booker, guys, show them how to win games. And, yeah, not take know, steroids. Like, I, I'm gonna say this, this maybe uh, <laughs> it's not a hot take, but it's just an opinion. I think Book is the most Kobe player that we have, like the in terms of play style. Maybe not necessarily mentality. I haven't seen that yet because the Suns have been bad. But I feel like Book is the closest to Kobe's play style. That I, I agree with that one hundred percent. Yeah, I love watching him play, and I'm excited to see him like have a have some have a piece that can take his team and 
and put him in a conversation of like best player in the NBA, best players, you know, top 15. So Jack, I know you were a former Suns fan back in the day. Back in the Steve Nash days. No, I think they're gonna be an excellent team. I think D book is going to have a breakout year. Cause he has a, he has a really great point guard behind him. Um, so, and then, I mean, I don't know if I, I think five, six five. is a five or six is a solid place for them to be um, in the playoff picture. Cause I mean, the, the Western conference does have a lot of teams to, okay. uh, to make there. It's going to be difficult, but I think, you know, when we've seen Phoenix play healthy, I mean, they look like a top, you know, I shouldn't say a top team in the NBA, but they definitely look like, you know, the top half of the NBA, 100%. So I like the way they play. I like the way they play when they're healthy. So I'm going to say five or six for them. I also think too, maybe this is optimistic thought process of mine, but I think signing CP3 is also something that the Suns need being in a smaller market of attracting like big name star players. And I think by him going there and especially if they go to the playoffs and especially if they're, even even if they're five sixty, just the fact that they're in the playoffs and they have a big name like Chris Paul, like they can recruit and they can like they're gonna have the ability or at least they're gonna be more attractive now to sign bigger name players in the NBA and free agency. Because like a lot of teams for when you're that bad for that long, I mean it's tough like to sign big names and like when you can finally get one, it's um I think it'll be good for them. All right, so for my team, I'm going to go with two teams real quickly, really quickly so we can get through this. But my Western Conference team that takes the biggest leap is the Dallas Mavericks. You know, I just think, you know, the way Luka is progressing, who's their best player, I just think he's progressing. If he continues to progress the way he's progressing, uh, and I have full faith that he can uh, get to that level, I feel like he can be, you know, 10 years later down the line, I can see him as in GOAT status. So, or maybe 15, let's say 15, but I see them as the two seed. Uh, I know Porzingis is not going to be there for a while, but, uh, you know, Luca. think more the Mavericks than... are going to be a two seed? I think they're going to be a two seed. Yeah. Damn. Denver, Denver will be up there, but I think Dallas is a two seed. I just think the way Luca, you know, the way they play and the way how Luke, the way Luca, you know, is able to affect the game, scoring, rebounding, passing, um, and, you know, the way that he can get other players involved, like you saw in the bubble, he got guys like Trey Burke, you know, heavily involved. He got guys like Tim Hardaway Jr. heavily involved. Um, yeah, I just think, you know, he's capable enough to taking his team to the next level. If he can go to a next level as individually, I think as a team, Dallas can get there too. In the Eastern Conference, I have another guy, another leader from that 2017 or 2018 draft class. I got Trey Young's Atlanta Hawks. You know, they've upgraded in a lot of areas. Bogdan Bogdanovich is going to help them score another weapon that they can put out there. Uh, Gallinari, who's a vet, who's a, like a very serviceable player, can you know hit threes, <clears throat> can rebound um, to an extent. Uh, you got guys like Onyeka Okongwu in the draft, who's you know an energy guy off the bench. Uh, reminds me of Sergi Baca back in the in the in the uh, Thunder days. You know, I think Atlanta's a playoff team. I can they're screaming six seed to me. Yeah, I, I agree with that. The fact that they're you know getting better and they're improving, and you know they have the option of saying hey. Uh, they have like Cam Reddish and DeAndre Hunter too. But the fact that they have the option to say, hey, Gallo, can you come off the bench for us is pretty, you know, insane. They're deep. They're young. I like Atlanta. Those are my two yep. picks. You guys like have any? Uh, I think Cam Reddish takes a big step. Cam Reddish and DeAndre. And, yep. and I like, uh, what's his name? Huerter. Kevin Huerter. 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 <laughs> I, I had him on my fantasy team last year. Late pick. And like, he actually had games where he balled out. He put up 30. Yeah. Um, but they, I think they added good pieces to take the next step. I don't think they're there yet. I don't think they're anywhere uh, close to being there yeah, yet. Yeah. But for the sake of what they're doing, yeah, yeah, I could see them making probably like an eight seed, mm-hmm. like right around there. All right, let's get into players here. Uh, let's talk about uh, certain players, guys. Who you think? Who do you guys think are going to be, uh, you know, take a huge leap individually going into next season? I got my boy out of Phoenix. DeAndre Ayton. Oh, DeAndre Ayton. <laughs> okay, I think, okay. I think he takes a huge step. He's already a walking double-double machine, but I think he takes the big next step in his career. Uh, Maturity-wise, we've seen, you know, missing COVID tests in Orlando and stuff like, you know, getting suspended for taking steroids. Like, I think he takes 
maturity wise, but I also think on the court, we know what he can do. I think, I think he's going to be averaging over, over 20 point double, double this year. Probably. I mean, I mean, I think we're going to see like, like ecstatic numbers out of Deandre Ayton this year. So that's, that's my number one big pick for the big thing that's going in Ayton's favor is he's got, you know, you know, he's got Chris Paul, who's like the father figure in, on like a young team. You know, he saw that mm-hmm. last year. He took Shea Gilgis Alexander to a, like another level. <clears throat> you know, he you know he injected confidence in guys like like Dort uh, to hit you know hit shots in the playoffs. Um, you know, late in the playoffs. Um, you know, I think CP3 is going to get take DeAndre Ayton to another level. But, yeah, um, and and they're not losing they're not losing like Rubio's passing ability or anything with CP. Yeah. He's a great passer. Um, he's probably a better scorer than Rubio. So like oh, I feel yeah. like it's only gonna help help Aiton out in the post. Um, but yeah, I think that's. I mean, I know it's I know it's the Phoenix Suns, but and like that's the team that I I do root for the Suns. But I think he's gonna take a huge leap. Aiton is a freak too, and I know a lot of people like they try to you know, pin the Shaq and Kobe label with a uh, book and Aiden, but I can see it. I can see it too. I want it to happen. Like we, how cool it. would that be to see a dynamic duo, like a guard big duo? Cause you know, Simmons and Embiid could fall apart like instantly. And you know, Embiid or Simmons can't shoot like, you know, Kobe used to like, mm-hmm. that is the closest thing that we could get to, but you know, we need to see Phoenix take it there. So yeah. Scott, do you have your picket? Yeah, I got a couple actually. So the first time I go in is De'Aaron Fox. You know, my man just signed a big contract. Um, he for sure has the keys um, from Luke Walton in Sacramento, and I think he's going to take a big, a big leap forward, not only as a, a basketball player but as a leader of that team. Um, and then my second one is Shea Gilchrist Alexander. I think now that now that CP3 is gone, like I think, gosh, I think Shea is going to be insane. I think he's gonna go nuts this year. He can he yeah. can potentially be an all star. I hope so, dude. I love that guy so like he's one of my favorite young players in the league. He's he just he's just a freak. He like he's like six five, long arms, super skilled. Like last year he had a twenty point, like twenty plus point, twenty rebound, ten assists, like triple double last last year. And I was just a, like, bro, who does that? Like this guy's a freak. I hope he gets gets to be an all star. I think not having any like any other weapon out there holding him, um, you know, you know, competing with him for, you know, stats. I think he's gonna take another. He's gonna take a huge leap. That's a great pick. And then De'Aaron, I like De'Aaron a lot. I don't know. I just think Sacramento is just not very good. So, it's a, hey. he's he's got Booker syndrome. You know, the old Booker syndrome. Sorry, Jack, but like Sacramento sucks. I just don't <laughs> think okay. Luke is the coach for them. I just yeah, I don't really see Luke as a head coach in this league. I really don't. Has he I ever been he, a good I, head coach? With like, the Warriors. Dude, I feel I, like he's only a coach because of his dad. Like it's the only reason why he was in the NBA. He was booty in the NBA too. Shoot. <laughs> I think the only reason he's a head coach is because of that twenty three game it, run that he had with the Warriors. Yeah. Yeah. So he's a good assistant coach for sure. Like yeah. I don't see him as a head coach. Shout out Chester Rodriguez. We know how much you hate uh, C-Buck. Luke Shout out C-Buck. <laughs> uh, Jack, let's hear your right. player. I think I'm – all right, I have two. Okay. Number one, Jamal Murray. We saw how he was playing in the playoffs. The man was balling out. He has confidence coming into this year, and I think he is going to have a fantastic season. Number one. Number two, get ready, Ryan. Lonzo Ball. Yeah, I knew it was coming. <laughs> I love it. I know, I know my man T Buck's smiling oh, right now. Bro. So I know he's smiling. You might have just won his heart back. T Buck oh, pumping his fist okay, right okay, now. Okay. Yeah. But um <laughs> he had a he had a really solid season last year. Unfortunately, he kind of you know struggled in the bubble. Can't yeah, blame him. Had, had some time off. <laughs> all right, Ryan. All right, all right, all right. Let him speak. Let him speak. Go ahead. Jack. He has a lot of weapons around him, and I think we're going to see a. Fi- we're finally going to see like an official breakout season for Lonzo. Yeah, I think he's. No, gonna I, agree. Shoot, I think he's going to shoot a lot more effectively. Um, he'll 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 be more of that traditional point guard. He will obviously. He won't be like the Damian Lillard. He's not going to be scoring every single possession. He's not going to be that kind of dominant score. But what he will be is like a Kemba Walker. 
where if he need when he needs to score, he will score. <laughs> I just, I and, just. Hey, Ryan, 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 be quiet. But he's a lot taller. I think he's going to be an excellent passer. Um, defender. And he's he yeah, okay. I think Ryan. I mean, CJ agreed with me in the group chat. I think that Lonzo, uh, besides like CP3, honestly, I think he's like the best, probably the second best defender as a point guard in the league. Oh, I think he's the best. Or Drew, Drew's, Drew's up there. Drew, oh, Drew Holiday is also up there. That's true. But he's definitely, he's definitely at least top three points. He has the instincts too. Like he's a, he's a very smart player. And I think this is a great pick because with the, with Drew Holiday not being there, like we're going to see Lonzo Ball. He just needs to get aggressive on offense, man. Like this man, if he just like really like balls like he did at UCLA, like he did at Chino Hills, like he can easily put up 17, 8 and 8 a game. Easily. He can lead the, he can, with Zion healthy, like he can lead the league in assists. He is, it's really oh, just comes down to that mentality, you know. That he, I, I mean, he used to have it. I don't know what really happened, but I think if he like, like gets that I, back, then he can be very effective. I think a lot of it had to do with the fact that his dad was yeah, just yeah, yeah. such, such a hothead. I think it really hurt him because there was so much. Ex- there's the expectations were so high because his dad was like always better than Steph Curry, so everybody's like. If he wasn't performing like Steph Curry, people are like, he's ass. Yeah. Like that that's what people's mentality was. Was so also the fact that he's no longer in a big market like Los Angeles. Yeah. And he can relax a little bit. He's in New mm-hmm. Orleans. And you know, he can just chill. He doesn't have that, you know, I have to carry the city on my back type of like thing hanging over him. He's in New Orleans. You know, he had a he had some good games last year prior to the shutdown. Mm-hmm. And you know, in the bubble, he kind of shot like like, you know. Like bet like really poorly, and you know Ryan was in the group chat saying like, "Oh, he sucks, like whatever." Nice. <laughs> but, nice. but hey, hey, but Lonzo is like the modern day pure point guard. Like I know Jack, Jack's talking about like when oh, Jack says pure point guard, he, like the last one that comes to my mind that was great was Nash, and like he's the prototypical one, right? Mm-hmm. But Lonzo is like the transition pure point guard. He pitches it up to you. He can throw you like a full court lob. It's crazy, it's crazy stuff. You can hit the yep. like he. You know, they so, hit ahead. You know, it just plays a lot faster than just the typical pure point guard. Yeah, and, and I think that's why. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, I mean, like, also the fact that Zion's there too, and, and you know, Ingram's going to take a big leap. I just think, you know, a lot of things are in his favor. So, and he's hitting mid-range shots now, so I think he takes a breakout year. The shot's year. looking good. His shot has looked really good. I think that this is, I think the, the reasons why you just said, I think that's why LaMelo Ball is going to be so successful right off the jump too. I also feel like, I also feel like LaMelo is a, you know, Lonzo is not as like he didn't start playing half court, good half court ball until like maybe last year because he's always just had to play. Chino Hills just transition, UCLA just yeah. transition, and LA he's still trying to play in transition, and he never really like Luke never really taught him that how to play in transition. So I think Van Gundy's going to help him with that. So mm-hmm. let's hear your hate comments, Ryan. Like, what do you feel all about? Right. I got I got a few comments for you. Uh, for us. First of all, are you guys forgetting that they have Eric Bledsoe there? And that he's going to yeah, be on the floor. Ass, <laughs> he's not ass. He's better than Lonzo. That's cap. So Eric Bledsoe is going to be taking part of the offense away from him, just like Drew Holiday did. It's going to be it's going to be a similar situation there. Uh, also, CJ, you basically just said that Lonzo is good because they inbound the ball to him, and then he throws it halfway up the court right away, and he's a good transition point guard because he can throw the ball up halfway up the court and let someone else do the work. No, no, for what? Kind of like Kimba last year, right? Letting other people do the work for him? No, that's like not what? the case. Like, I said, like don't Kimba even do, don't bring the Kimba. We're not bringing the Kimba thing up because Lonzo doesn't run the offense. So I don't really understand where the argument is on why everyone thinks Lonzo is so good. Like his shot is still broke. Like maybe it gets a little bit better, but it's still broke. Like – yeah, is that potential there with his passing ability and his vision? And, like, is was there potential? Like, yeah, there was potential. Is there probably still potential? Yeah, because he's, like, what, 23 years old or something? Like, he's young. But I just don't understand that. Also, going off of Jack's point or Jack or CJ's point with, like, the hype of his dad and, like, all the pressure in L.A. and all this stuff, you know, you said that expectations were probably higher for Lonzo because his dad was saying that, but 
if his dad wasn't in the picture, would Lonzo have even been like relevant? Like, I feel like nobody would be saying Lonzo's good. The only reason Lonzo is as relevant and hyped up as he is is because his dad gave him all the attention. So, like, I don't blame his dad for like his failure in LA. Because like there's a lot of pressure there and he didn't perform. But like I also don't think like, yeah, Lonzo was balling in college. But like I don't think people would have been hyping him up or would still hype him up as much as they do if it wasn't for his dad in the first place, even if he's not doing it anymore. So I just I just personally don't see like I yeah, I see where you guys are coming from with like the potential, but I just I don't see it playing out. And I just I just want you guys to admit that if he doesn't break out this year, that it's never going to happen. That's all that's all I want to hear. And like if he breaks out and I and does what he you guys say he's gonna get like twenty and eight or whatever, like I'll go 16, on and say that he had a good eight. year. I will go on I will go on and say that he had a good year. But CJ, just, write this down, please. I just don't <laughs> I just I just don't see it. I don't think Lonzo Ball is a is a top point guard in the league that are at least at the pedestal that you guys have him. No, at. I mean, I don't I think don't. he's a. I, I think he can potentially, potentially, potentially be a top ten point guard in the league. Mm-hmm. Like that's my whole like. Not necessarily this year, but yeah, not yeah. this year. Like I'd say probably like the fifteen mark. Yeah, so this got, year you think he'll be a top. So basically, a top half point guard. You think this year? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I, I so just I, I don't know I just don't I just don't think that he's that good at least yeah gonna, like and, and have to watch <laughs> and we're just gonna have to watch we're gonna have to see because I also I do think that Eric Bledsoe is going to be taking a lot of stuff away from him at least in the beginning because like they ha- they're gonna have to figure out that backcourt like partnership on how that works and like come on you can't say he's ass like he's he's decent Scotty like he's pretty good he's wild he is, but mean, Lonzo's better. See, Lonzo is not better than Eric Bledsoe right now in their careers. They, uh, there's no way. There's no way. What did what did Bledsoe average last year? Like, I, you want me to look it up? Let me look. Eric Bledsoe stats. He averaged fifteen points, four point six rebounds, fifteen five and five a game. All right, yeah, Lonzo's better. I don't know about that. I don't know about he averaged less. Lonzo averaged less points at about twelve, but then Thank he averaged you. one and two, one more rebound and then two more assists a game. Okay, yeah. so he's a he's also a bigger point guard, so better defender. Better yeah, defender. so it, it's expected. So there's different there's different aspects of the game, but I'm just saying. And he's like, only a fourth year player. If he well, I'm just I'm just telling you where I'm coming from right now in their careers. I'm not going to say Lonzo's a good point guard. Like I know you guys are doing this off of projections, but I just I like. I'm sorry, like I'm not gonna put him as a top 15 point guard yet. I gotta see it before I believe it. All right, so my breakout player, uh, staying in the city of New Orleans, I got Zion Williamson from the New Orleans Pelicans. I just think, you know, last year he got injured, and we really didn't get to see too much of him. He only played in about 20 something games. He averaged like 25, I think it was. Let me see. Zion averaged 22 and a half points a game, shooting 58 percent from the field. Six rebounds, two assists. And, you know, he only played 24, 24 games in the regular season. Uh, I just think this year he, you know, and I hope, because he's in one of my fantasy leagues, I hope he makes the jump. I hope he dominates. Like, nobody physically can, you know, match. Uh, there are very few guys in the NBA that can match physically with with Zion. Uh, and then, you know, in the preseason, we've seen some flashes of him dribbling the ball and, you know, getting to the basket, laying it up, dunking it. You know, So he can score in different ways now, it seems like. So, I'm excited to see what he can do. Um, I think he makes an all-star team. I think he can. I think he has the potential to at least to make an all-star team. You know, I know a couple episodes ago I was dragging him, but this year because he's on one of my fantasy teams. I, that's exactly what I was going to say. You're only you know, I got to. You drafted him. I got to, bro, because I gotta. I gotta manifest it. You feel me? I gotta manifest it. Season out of Zion. Um, another one, you know, from the city of Chicago. Also, because he's in that same fantasy league, <laughs> I have second-year point guard Kobe White. Um, you know, the, they may, you know, they got Billy Donovan there, and he was able to run a two-point guard system with Shane Shea and CP3. This this year, he's got Zach Levine and Kobe White, and I feel like those two working together is going to help him. He's got a lot of freedom over there, low expectations, so he can just take a year and just grow. Those two can just grow together. Um, you know, make. You know, fill it, fill you know, make some waves in the NBA because you know, second year players is where they they tend to make jumps. They got a good young core over there. Um, 
You know, just let Kobe play. Let Kobe run. So Kobe White and Zion Williamson for me, both because they may or may not be on my fantasy team. So both. <laughs> I'm interested <laughs> to see how Zion's shot uh, gets better or if it yeah. gets worse or if it stays the same. Because I think, like, that's the one thing. It's probably going to stay the same if I had to uh, guess. Because that's, like, the one thing I feel like the one knock on Zion, really, like, realistically is his shot and, like, in today's NBA, obviously, his arms are so big, bro. He's just like I know it's he's always his shots always been broken. Yeah, but, no. but his handle's gotten better. It looked like, and the guy, the guy is just like nobody can match with him physically. So, you know, I got faith. I got faith in my guy. All right, so let's talk about the young cats. Uh, rookie of the year. Um, you know, yeah, this is a very interesting class considering how you know quote unquote top heavy it was, but I'm curious to see like what you guys think. Like who do you guys see taking home rookie of the year after this season? So let's start off with uh Scotty. I think it's really just between LaMelo and James Wiseman. Um I think off the bat, LaMelo's gonna have I think he's definitely favored to win it. Um I think he'll be more to that to that team than James Wiseman is to Golden State. But I really do like James Wiseman. I think he's going to be effective. I think he might start over James uh, Kevin Looney. I think uh-huh. it's Kevin Looney, right? Yeah. Over uh, yeah. at the yeah. season opener. So we'll see what happens, but I think LaMelo. So just an interesting take here. Bull Bull is being considered as a rookie next year. The little Ben Simmons effect, I guess. Is he actually? Yeah, well, at least on yeah, the... Because he didn't play that. until the bubble. Yeah, so at least on the rookie odds or, that I'm looking at right now, I'm honestly not sure. I mean, Mo Ball definitely, I think, has is the favorite. So I think I got to put him there. Obi Toppin, I don't think James Wiseman is going to win it. I don't think he's going to get up there. I think there's too much talent uh, in Golden State to allow him to shine enough to the point where he would be considered rookie of the year. And. Okay. I, I just think that like stat wise and stuff like that, like the aspects that go into it, I feel like it's just he's just not it's just not gonna be there for him. Uh we also didn't see him play a college year last year. Is he gonna be rusty? Like what's really gonna be the situation there? He's basically sat out a year. Um dude, I'm honestly not sure. I think Cole Anthony could be a surprise uh runner for the for the rookie of the year, but it, I, I mean, I, I'm going to – Anthony Edwards, I don't really have a pick. If I had to pick, I guess I'd go LaMelo. But I, I feel like it's – Who's your second place? Say Bull like Bull. Second place, I'd like to say Bull Bull, uh, but I feel like that's cheating. Like, he, he's <laughs> been around the NBA. He's, like, I just feel like it's cheating. So, like, yeah, could he win? Yeah, but – I think honestly, I think there's probably one, two, there's probably like four or five people that really it's it's like a toss up right now. Yeah, I, I don't really have a. I guess Lamelo would be my pick, but I don't really, I don't really have a. I'm not like 100 percent confident on it. I actually think it might end up being James Wiseman. I think okay. that Golden State they are a very team oriented system, and you know you have the point guard in. Stephen Curry, who loves to get his teammates involved and their offense is, you know, it, it, it's very fluid. It's constant. You're, there's constant movement and people constantly get open. And I think a guy like James Wiseman is going to benefit so much because he's going to end up, I think he'll end up being kind of like that, almost like a Draymond type thing where you're going to see him be, you're going to see him become a really great passer and I think he'll end up being a pretty effective scorer. So I think his stats are going to be pretty damn good for, for a rookie. And I think he'll end up being a pretty good addition to that Warriors team. So you basically think it's going to be like a reverse effect of what I think. Like in the sense <laughs> of like for rookie of the year status, like you think it'll push him over the edge where I feel like it might hinder him a little bit. Yeah, because I think that the war- the Warriors aren't – like it's not like – Although Steph Curry is the obvious star, like he he's he's not selfish, you know. He gets other people involved, and I think that's you know that's one of the reasons why Draymond Green look was so highly cons- you know put up there on a pedestal because Steph Curry made him better, <laughs> and um, we saw how bad he was last year without Curry. So I mean, I think that having a guy like him on your team will allow him to develop into a star. Uh, with me. 
my rookie of the year pick, uh, the obvious picks are LaMelo and, you know, James Wiseman. I think Melo, you know, dazzles all season long. I think he'll have some high-scoring games every once in a while once he gets comfortable. I think Wiseman, since he's not really playing uh, right now, I think he had some, like, involvement with COVID. or I don't know if he had it or if he was in contact with somebody. But I think uh, it's going to take him some time to get going. He's still talented. I think he picks it, he'll pick it up as the season goes along. Um, but for me, I'm going to bring in another name here. And you know what? For the sake of the episode, I'm going to say he's going to win it solely because he's the oldest one. And, um, you know, I think he's going to, he's going to like really, you know, really excite people solely because he plays in New York city and because he's exciting to watch. I'm going with him with ain't no stopping Obi Toppin, you know, (laughs) apparently, but uh, I'm going with that guy. I think he's just going to like the dunks and whatever, you know, the media is attracted to that kind of stuff. I also think he's going to be, he's going to make an immediate impact solely because he's, he's older and older players tend to have a smoother transition in the, into the league. So I'm going to be top in New York. And the big market's going to help too. So, All right. So let's get into uh, NBA Finals predictions. You know, it's a very interesting year, shorter season. Who do you guys, you know, predict? Who do you guys see playing in the NBA Finals come July 2021? Let's I'll, go, start. Uh, I'll start. I'll start. I'll start. I'll start. <laughs> <laughs> so the Lakers are obviously gonna be in the Western Conference. The the ones coming out, I don't even see like I, I don't even want to hear any other team. Like it's the Lakers, and like I just I agree, I agree. I just don't okay. understand. I don't I don't know if there's even a rebuttal. Like we're just gonna repeat. But if the Houston Rockets trade James Harden to the Miami Heat, then we're gonna see a rematch, okay. and that'll be a good series. That'll be a very good series. I actually think that that could go to seven games. Um, as it stands but, right now, though, Scotty. Yeah, as it stands right now. As it um, stands right now. As it stands right now, the Nets. I think I, it's gonna be between the Nets and the Bucks. I think Nets could. I think it'll okay. be Nets, Lakers, Lakers. You know, win in five. I think Phoenix makes it. No, I'm kidding. I shut you off. I'm gonna like turn you over. I'm about to leave the freaking session. You just I don't mean, want to say Lakers. I, Come on now. I, know, I, I, I don't want the Lakers to go there, obviously. Obviously, they are a favorite to go. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't know who the second most likely team would be to go, so I'm just going to leave that. Um, Eastern Conference, I'm going to have to disagree on the Bucks because I don't think the Bucks, perf- you know, Giannis cannot perform in the playoffs, so, you know. They aren't making it 100%. They're getting eliminated Ooh. second round. Um, Brooklyn, I, I mean, it's hard to say. I mean, we haven't even seen them, seen them play a regular season game yet. I mean, Kyrie, uh, I don't know if him and Durant will click as much as they would like to. I, my favorite, honestly, kind of wants to be the Heat or Boston. Oh, I was just going to say Heat or Boston, I would say end up making it out of the Eastern Conference. Who wins? Whoever yeah. comes out of the Eastern Conference. All right, well, like, pick your team, and then who are the Lakers going to be, and how many games are going to end up? First of all, it's going to be the Heat, and they're going to straight they're, dominate. They're, they're winning in six. The Lakers in six? All right, bet. Ryan, go ahead. No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> hey, before Ryan goes, um, let me ask both, let me ask all you guys real quick. Like, I know the Lakers are favored, but who poses the biggest threat to them in the West? Do you think the Clippers? Do you think it's the Nuggets? Do you think it's the it's the Blazers? Get out of here! Come on, bro! Come on! I am telling oh, you guys, my Lord. Okay, it's not the Mavericks, bro. It's not the Mavericks. They're not there yet. They need one more piece. The Nuggets, no. Um, they need. They need. Michael Porter Jr. to have a big year if they want to, yeah. if they even want to be in the conversation with the Lakers. Clippers are ass. I don't even want to get into <laughs> that, bro. They didn't do shit all offseason. And then PG want to come in, come in like I got Mamba mentality. Not, no, you do not, bro. You're washed. <laughs> Dr. Lakers are coming out easily. Okay. Okay. All right. I would have said the Clippers or the Nuggets pose the biggest threat. Okay. Jack, the Clippers obviously because I think they do match up well with the Lakers individually. It's just the fact of can the Clippers make it 
<laughs> can they like not grab can they, they, they match up best with the Lakers, but it's just like, are we going to see another just fallout? Because, I mean, they do have Paul George, and Paul George is one of the worst playoff performers we've ever seen. Um, <laughs> and then even Kawhi. I mean, Kawhi looked like he gave up at the end of last season. They looked disinterested he, last year. Yeah, that was really bad. So maybe they'll have something. They, don't have no, they have no energy off the bench too now. I mean, Lou is nice, but like that's it. Trez was huge for them last year. But, you know, we're going to go bold. Phoenix Suns are the biggest threat. Don't underestimate the, the, the Valley boys. I'm going to Dallas Mavericks. I just think Luca's a year older. And then Porzingis is, uh, you know, once he gets healthy, he's still seven foot three, power forward center. You know, they could match up really well. Um, they could. I just feel like they need one more scoring piece. You know what I mean? Yeah. See if Josh Richardson could pick it up. I agree with your Denver pick. I do think that uh, MPJ needs to step up. I think they do need a third option. Mm-hmm. We have a pretty solid team, but it'd be nice to have a third option. Yep. Uh, I have yet to see it. Uh, as many people know, I'm not a big MPJ fan. But um, you know, they have you know, no I, Jeremy Grant too now. I'd like for, yeah, they don't have any any more Jeremy Grant. But I'd like for him to take that step up. It'd be nice to have a very competitive West. And the Clippers, like you said, they just to me they just didn't really improve anywhere. All right, Ryan, let's hear your prediction. I got to be kind of boring. Um, I got to kind of agree with Jack here. Unfortunately, I, I don't want to see the Lakers make it out of the West, but going into the season with like the way the rosters are lined up, I think they only got better than last year. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's hard to pick against them. Got to give them that respect, you know. So I'm going to have the Lakers coming out of the West, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And then the East... <laughs> You know, Jimmy Butler, Jimmy Butler has said big words. I love that guy. I love the way he plays. I mean, he puts his heart on his sleeve and and he just, he does everything he can. So I'm going with the heat, but I'm not surprised if I see Kemba Walker leading the Celtics into the NBA finals. Oh my God. The team from the East will be defeating the Lakers in the finals this year. I think, I think. I think if the Celtics make it to the finals, you're going to see the Celtics winning. You're going to see Kemba on the big stage, cardiac Kemba. And uh, if the Heat make it, I still think they win, but I think it's a lot closer. Um, I like Jimmy Butler's mentality, and he's he's coming after this season. So that, those are my picks. Yeah, that's oh, my right. pick. I think, honestly, I used to take the Kemba and Dame debate very, 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 very serious, but I think Scott takes it more personally. <laughs> <laughs> no, bro, it's just crazy to me, bro. It is blasphemy that they are even in the same conversation, bro. Like, we really, we really, bro. Damian Lillard just got picked eighth overall, and Kemba Walker got picked. All right, Kemba's round. hurt. Hey, Kemba Kemba hurt. And we're talking fantasy, so I don't want to hear it. Move on. Doesn't that, 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 that not like have an effect F- on like, fan- they are the player, You know, different. Fantasy's different, bro. But like right. that's that's still them as a player. Tom Brady is the goat, and you don't pick him first, the quarterback. No, I mean he's. Oh, it's different, bro. It's different. I don't know. Kemba kind of mid, bro. All right, we'll, we'll continue this debate some other time. Or off the air. <laughs> but uh, I got uh, in my prediction, yeah, I really don't see. I mean, you know, it's preseason, but I don't think anybody can compete with the Lakers at this moment in time. So if I had to pick the Los Angeles Lakers out of the West and out of the East, you know, there's a, anybody can make it out of the East. I really, you know, I really feel that way. I think the East is, uh, this is maybe the year you could say that the East is significantly, I don't know significantly, but they are better than the West. They are definitely Oh, yeah, you can yeah. make an argument. Yeah, um, you know, you can see Boston in there. You can see Milwaukee. You can see Miami. You can see Brooklyn. You can see Philly. You can see, you know, all these teams. Uh, but if I had to pick, I can see. I don't think Philly has enough. I don't think Boston. Boston's close, but I don't think they have enough. Um, you know, they're going to be missing Kemba for a month. Miami or Milwaukee. I also think Brooklyn. Brooklyn has a good chance, but. You know, I'm predicting they're going to fall apart by midseason. So I'm predicting that, you know, the Lakers will be playing the Bucks. The Lakers are going to win that series in six, Bucks. six or seven. I, I think because Giannis is under contract now, he's extended. Yeah. I think a lot of weight is off of their shoulders. They don't have to like, oh, we need to perform well enough to, you know, we got to prove ourselves to, you know, keep our star player in our city. We don't have to worry about that anymore. 
So, you know, because he's under contract. So I think a, weight, a lot of weight is under the, off their shoulders. I think, you know, Milwaukee takes it to the next level. I think Giannis comes out more motivated. Hopefully it'd be great to see him get to the next level. Um, but Lakers in four against anybody else, but against Milwaukee, Lakers against six. Lakers and six. That's gonna do it for today's episode. Uh, really excited. We got to talk some NBA. I can't believe I can't believe it comes back tonight. So you know, I want to continue this conversation with all you people listening. So uh, tune in, share uh, our podcast, spread the word. We got some hot takes. We got some flaming, flaming hot takes from Ryan and Jack and Scott and myself. Um, but yeah, coming up next, we got our Christmas episode. We got not it and nice lists. We got. Uh, what we want for Christmas and sports, so on and so forth. So, But until then, we will catch you on the next one. See you later. Peace out.